you can use your website to attract people who want to buy what you actually do and then weed away people who either they need a service you don't offer or maybe the budget isn't a fit. You can do that before they even call you through your website. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. We have been stacking up guests here at the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast, and today we are super excited to uh, be talking to uh, Jack Justice. He is the CEO of Ramblin' Jackson, um, and he is actually based out of Colorado. We had to reschedule this because he had to evacuate because uh, it's on fire. So, Jack, is the family safe? Everybody okay? How's it going out there in Colorado? Yeah, thanks for asking, Katie. You know, pleasure to be here, and uh, yeah, I'm safe. My family's safe. My house is safe. There are, I there are several huge forest fires uh, happening right now in Colorado, and uh, one of them is very near to my house. So we evacuated uh, just proactively. It wasn't a mandated evacuation, but it was smart. I, it was it was kind of close, and I have young kids, and they it it would have just been kind of freaky for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> I was actually um, I was a wildland firefighter. 20, like 20 years ago, ha- haven't done it in quite some time, but even fighting fire on a smaller scale is, it can be, it can be really scary. So that was, that was really smart of you. So you don't like scar your children. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, I mean, it's the, well, in the smoke, the smoke alone from it, there are, Oh sure. I, I read somewhere that these smoke clouds are 40,000 feet tall. They, they look, they look like Hiroshima or something. If you look at the photos online, it's called the troublesome fire. The East okay. troublesome fire is one okay. of them. And it, it exploded in a day over, I th- I'm pretty sure around over a, it's over 125,000 acres. The last time I looked and that happened within a matter of days, it was just, an enormous explosion. So thank you for you and the other firefighters and the police and everybody else who, who is, you know, obviously you're not working on this fire, but the, the fire community has been amazing in Colorado and really grateful to have uh, those people working on this. Oh, I bet. That's because um, when I was doing wildland firefighting, it was in Kentucky and Tennessee. So we were fighting fires that were like a thousand acres that it didn't really ever get that big. <laughs> yeah, much smaller scale. So like I said, I can't even imagine. Um, and even now, uh, Scott's a structural firefighter and I still um, I am a burn boss. And so I like prescribed burns. And so we don't get wildfires. Um, but we're here in Indiana. So it is nothing on that kind of scale. But it is it can get it can get a little crazy and scary even around here when you're just lighting up a couple hundred acres. So it's actually yeah. like a, it's a running joke. Like if he's, you know, at the station and they're getting the call, you know, that the county's lighting things up, they're like, I'm old Chan, your wife's at work. So yeah, she oh, no. starts on, I put them out. So. <laughs> oh, good. Nice. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good deal. Yeah. yeah that's, it's a good really... bus- that's a good, a good business model. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, this whole cool. podcast thing doesn't work yeah. out. You could just start fires and he'll put them out. There yeah, it's really go. kind of indicative of our, of our entire life and maybe in our marriage a little bit. So, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll toss it to Scott here because I'll, I'll hijack the whole podcast and talk about like fire dependent, you know, ecosystems for the whole time. So I will, I will try not to do that. <laughs> but now we're super excited to have Jack here. He, like Katie said, he is the CEO of Ramblin' Jackson. He is an author of Get Found Online. Um, if you ever read that book, definitely want to download it. You can get it on Amazon and through your, through your website too, correct? Yeah, you can get it online at 
um, landscapingbook.com. You can get it and um, I'd be happy to send it to you. Uh, for anyone who's listening, you can go ahead and grab it at landscapingbook.com. Or you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you can, right? But uh, <laughs> but go to landscapingbook.com. Yeah, go, to, we'll, go to landscapingbook.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And he's also a speaker. He actually just got done speaking at what, Landscapes 2022? Yeah, I just I just finished speaking at the NALP's Landscapes Virtual event, which was, um, you know, their virtual adaptation of the, what their segment of landscapes is typically part of the GIE Expo. I've presented there the last three years, and it, it went really well. I did a Zoom with Champions, which is they have like a Breakfast with Champions mastermind type thing. So I did that. And I also did a, a recorded talk about how to use digital marketing for recruiting. And so, yeah, it went well. There was a good turnout and they overall did a great job putting together a virtual conference, you know, amazing, you know, way that they just shifted gears quickly to put that show on. It's really good. Very cool. Very cool. Now we're super excited here. And today we kind of want to kind of get into uh, websites because that's one of your specialties at Ramblin' Jackson, correct? Yeah, we, we help lawn and landscapers um, build websites, design, build, write all of the content, do the search engine optimization to, uh, like the title of my book, get found online. But more importantly than getting found online is actually you can use your website to qualify customers and, and more importantly, disqualify customers. That was a lot of what I talked about in my mastermind meeting today was how you can use your website to attract people who want to buy what you actually do and then weed away people who either they need a service you don't offer or maybe the budget isn't a fit. You can do that before they even call you through your website. Yeah, that, that's huge because so many landscapers go out and waste so much time trying to follow up on leads and find it doesn't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, Scott, uh, not only is it a waste of time for the landscaper to go and meet with an unqualified lead, it's also likely a negative experience for the homeowner or the commercial client, whoever it is, if they find out after scheduling a meeting and showing up to that meeting that, oh, we're way off on budget, that can be a negative, that can create negative word of mouth. Whereas I believe if you, if you start putting pricing, if you help people understand how to buy landscaping through your website, that first phone call is going to go way better. And that first appointment is going to be way more productive for both you and your client. Yeah. Now, do you find uh, an issue with landscapers not really using websites or just having kind of a poor website or not even have a website at all? Yeah. You know, so over the last 11 years, I've, I've worked with over 700 clients throughout the United States, and I've, I've personally audited hundreds of landscaping websites, and many of them are not very good. And, uh, you know, they have thin content. They don't have much content at all. The photos are bad. Um, some of them have odd technical problems and things. And many landscapers think, well, I've gotten most of my business from word of mouth. Therefore, no one uses the internet or I don't need this. Um, so a lot of websites are bad and, and people don't understand the actual problems that a bad website can cause for them. Uh, an example is I had a a client in California where the, the, you know, to, to go and meet with a client is several hours of driving. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine living in California. <laughs> and so he's spending hours and hours meeting with people who wanted services he doesn't even offer anymore. 
And when we did his audit, I said, well, you've got photos of these and even coupons for these. He was offering $100 off um, like patio walkways. And he's like, I don't want to do just patio walkway only. And it's like, well, your website says that. So guess what? He got a negative Yelp review because he went out to a client and said, no, I don't do projects that are just this small uh, anymore. And they even they even posted a screenshot of the brochure that he had been mailing out. So a lot a lot of landscapers are yeah they're they're not paying attention to their website to their digital marketing, and they don't realize that that's one of the reasons that they might be working too much, right? They might be spending a lot of time estimating bad fit prospects. Yeah, and I I always tell our our people in our academy that having a website is so important having a good one is even better because nowadays everybody goes online to search for anything, whether you're looking for a plumber or something that you want to purchase, everybody goes online. Even so. if you have positive word of mouth, they're going to be like, mm, but are they really real? Let's yeah. go look yeah. online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and they're going to, they're going to look at your reviews. They're going to look at your website and they're going to learn. They could learn how to buy from you and you could set them up for a very positive buying experience or not. Right. You could just say, Oh, here, are, here's a bulleted list of services and, they don't, they don't know what to expect. So, yeah. yeah. So one thing I think is unique about Randall Jackson is the process that you put your customers through and, and, you know, to get set up on a website. Do you mind going over that? Yeah. You know, so, so at Ramblin Jackson, people really like working with us for three reasons. One is that we know the green industry. I used to work at a, a plant nursery and garden center. You may have been there in the Chicago area. Uh, I know, I know you're, you're in Indiana, so not, not too far away. Uh, but I, I worked at Pesci's plant nursery, um, really interesting family company there. They were from Luxembourg and moved here, I think in the forties. And I think that it, it's really just an interesting family history of the plants that they grew. And at one point it was like a general store. They sold like everything. Anyway, so I worked at that garden center and we know, we understand landscaping, gardening, uh, tree care, the, the different, you know, green industry trades. The second thing is that we actually write the text for you. And that's, I'll talk about our process because a lot of landscapers don't like writing the text. They don't write much of it and then they get bad leads. And then the third thing is that we, we help people, we work exclusively. We have a program or wild frontier program where we only take on one landscaper per area. So the, the process, um, that we go through to do the the writing of the text for clients is kind of a lot like this podcast interview. We we do our meetings over Zoom and we record them. And I've developed a series of questions over the last decade that really help business owners clarify why they're different and from their competitors. Most landscapers will write things like, we've been in business for 20 years. We won the XYZ award and we do quality work. And it's like, yeah, you and every other landscaper says that. Um, but when we talk with them and get them talking about how they actually operate their company, we find out why they're really different. And, and through recording it, we transcribe it and edit the content for their website. So we know all the keywords through this process of helping them figure out what people Google, but more importantly, what makes them different. So that's, that's how we make a website where let's pretend I get a referral to two or three landscapers and I land on 
you know, a Ramblin' Jackson client, that website's going to sell why they're different. But the process ultimately is, is meant to leverage the time for the landscaper because all of my clients are busy. They're all understaffed. They're working long hours. And we've, we've designed the process to use as little of their time as possible to produce a really quality uh, digital asset for them. Yeah, and I think that's huge. Like you talk about the USP, like the sale, uh, unique selling, and I think yeah. that's that's huge. That's landscapers do not do that. Like you said, that's my my father did the same thing. Ah, we just do quality work. We we come in there on time. Like everybody. Does well, nobody's going to say you do bad work. Yeah. And like right. I think doing quality work should just like be the minimum, right? I mean, <laughs> well, no, yeah. nobody should be doing crappy work. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of baseline that you're going to show yeah. up and do a good job. Like yeah. right. Uh, like <laughs> shouldn't be bragging yeah, about this. Duh. <laughs> um, you know, the unique selling position. So I, I, another challenge that I hear from a lot of landscapers when I ask them about sales and marketing is, oh, price. I always lose on price. And, and, and um, I recently read a book by Dan Kennedy. It's called The No BS Guide to Profit and Pricing, something like that. I know. Anyways, it, yeah. I, okay. I learned in his book that only 20% of people for only 20% is price the number one and most important thing. So that means 80% of the marketplace will pay more for value. Now, I think you can weed out the price shoppers on that first call and find out, oh yeah, we're looking for seven quotes and uh, we're going to pick the cheapest. Okay, great. You know, we're probably not a fit. Mm -hmm. Don't even go and bid that one. But the, the other 80%, this is where your website can help you is by helping people understand why you're different and why your unique selling position. Um, what, what is the, the extra value that's worth paying more for? If people understand that, they will, they will pay more to an extent, right? They're, you can't get away with charging, you know, 500% more. But, you know, if you're the, the top uh, of the estimates that they're getting, but they perceive you be the best, then you're more likely to close that. Oh yeah. I think people are willing to pay for good work done right and quality. Cause like I always keep my sister in mind as like a, the perfect landscaping avatar. Cause you know, they're in their mid forties, they've, they've, they've got some money to spend and they just want good work and they want it done well. And they're willing to pay um, for the landscaper that, you know, proves and can show that they can do it right. And all of the things that you do with the website and, and with how you sell that all like plays right into that. So. Well, and, and, you know, some, some landscapers and it depends where you are regionally and what kind of landscaping you're getting, these projects might be 10, 20, 30, 50, 70, hundred thousand dollars. I have some clients who do, I've worked with people who do million dollar projects, you know, but if you're selling something, if you're going to buy something that's north of $10,000, you're, you're going to want to read about it and research it and understand what you're getting. And so often landscapers don't write enough on their website. And so what do people do? They go somewhere else on the internet to get it. And guess what? Who's that going to be? Home advisor, house. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know the gardening section of Lowe's website. Like, <laughs> do you really want those people <laughs> educating your customer about the price or the process or, you know, what's going to happen in a landscape? You know, I think when you're, when you are the source of that information, you're, you're, you're going to establish that trust and then they'll have a, a more realistic expectation of what they're buying. Sure. Now, one thing too, I like about 
your firm is that you guys go beyond just building the website too. You actually will help them with their, their sales calls and, you know, how do they answer the phone and everything, right? Yeah. So, you know, part of our, you know, our mission at Ramblin Jackson is helping small businesses ring the bell. And so helping small businesses ring the bell could mean different things. For some people, it could be breaking a million dollars in revenue. Or, you know, that's really fun helping people um, do that. Um, it, it could be hiring someone. It could be maybe they want to increase their average job size, you know, for, for overall projects. Uh, whatever it is, it's, it's typically more than just a website. And what I've found over the years uh, is that we would, we would produce this, you know, we do search engine optimization, branding, website, and clients would get leads and we would follow up with our client and say, hey, I saw you got these five leads through the website contact form over the weekend. How'd it go? Oh, we for, yeah, we kind of, we got to follow up with those. And it's like, yeah, you've got to follow up with those. <laughs> like, you've got to, you've got to follow up right away. And so we started um, working with people. And one of the problems that I observed um, was that a lot of landscape companies will have an office manager or they'll, they'll have someone answering the phone. And this person will typically just schedule an appointment for the owner, for a lead designer, project manager, whoever that, that person is. And I, I started learning that often that person doesn't really know enough about the business. They don't know about budget or about the time frame for the services. They're kind of just, well, great, uh, you know, Larry's available tomorrow. And then they send Larry out for a, you know, an hour round trip drive to meet yeah. with somebody who has no idea what they're meeting about. Yeah, so we that's totally we, did this, you know, <laughs> well, and, and yeah. And, and, and it, it, you know, you're busy and you're like, Oh, I need someone to answer the phone. And then they do. And, and, it, and it can kind of make, make things worse. Honestly, if you don't fix that sales problem, like doing more marketing can make it worse. If you don't fix that salt sales problem, you're just going to have more appointments, mm -hmm. uh, so, so that is something that we work with people on. And one of the things that we also have is a mastermind um, where I, I will meet with our, some of our top clients over Zoom and we talk about what's working, what are challenges. And because we have exclusive clients, people are meeting with, with, with owners of companies that are nowhere near them in, in competing with them. They're from around the country and they share things. So we're constantly learning about what's working in sales, what's working in estimates, all, all of these different things. So do you have any suggestions for somebody who's just kind of just getting started, maybe a year or two in business? They're, they know they need to do a website. Do you have any suggestions on what they can do to get going? Well, the first thing is I, I did write the book, Get Found Online, The Local Business Owner's Guide to Digital Marketing. And I would recommend that your audience read that book because it can help business owners understand um, what needs to be on the website. It doesn't mean that they're going to be building it or getting way into the details of coding something. I don't even get into that technical stuff, but more from a strategy standpoint, I, I think it's important that small business owners in general and definitely landscapers understand, at, you know, at, even at a high level or a basic level, how it all works because you should be getting reviews and it should be part of your process that every customer gets asked for a review, right? Because having, if you're the most reviewed 
in your town, you're going to close more referrals. Like Katie said, your referrals are going to be skeptical of you. What are they going to do? They're going to Google you. And if they see you have 50 Google reviews and the other referral they got has three and they're negative and they didn't even reply, it's like, well, let's call this company first, right? So I think I think that understanding at a high level how it all works is important. I thought about this as when I was preparing for your show, I think the most important thing for people to do is to, is to clarify what I call your hell yes customer. And so your hell yes customer is when the phone rings, you're like, hell yes, we can help you with this. Because a lot of landscape companies, and I think you, I think you kind of have to go through this phase of business. I know I did in order to figure out what I want to do now but they, they kind of take on every job and they do everything outside. And, oh yeah, we do poison ivy removal. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can spread some mulch, you know, and okay, um, well, what, what jobs are really profitable to you? What do you actually want? Um, what size are they? And, and you, when you start focusing on that with your website and your marketing and asking for referrals, hey, by the way, we specialize in patios. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that. You know, now you start getting more referrals and asking for a certain thing. Doesn't mean you're going to stop taking on the smaller projects if they get referred to you or whatever, but um, that would be the, the first thing that I would recommend for people is to, is to really clarify what do you want. And it's often one of the hardest things to do. And so I, I, I think that, you know, looking back at past jobs, at looking at the profitability at it, did you like doing it? Did your crews enjoy doing it? Are you proud of the work? That can help point you in the right direction. Yeah, I totally agree with that because that's one thing we did in our landscape business was, you know, we did everything for the longest time. And then we finally started niching down and getting into, we did uh, hardscapes and water features. That was our thing. That's what we had on the side of our truck, water hardscape and water feature specialists. And that's yeah. the main and, thing we focused it, on. And so when you made that shift in, in your business and started putting that on your trucks, what changed for you in your business? We actually started getting more of those jobs because people saw it, found us, and then we uh, started getting more higher end jobs, which you know was our end goal. That's what we wanted to go to because we did a lot of work originally for like, contractors or uh, building contractors, I should say, and then we wanted to get into mm-hmm. higher end homes because this was like in two thousand eight, seven, eight when the market crashed. We're starting to crash, so we started seeing we need to change our focus. And once we started doing that. It just kind of created a snowball effect and mm-hmm. really helped us. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people are afraid to niche down because they think, oh, well, that means I, I won't get to do the pool uh, landscaping or what, 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 whatever it is. Um, and what I've found is you still get just as many leads for the other things that you do, but you just get way more leads for the, for the, 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 the focus that you're putting out there. Yeah, because we still did other things, but then we could sure. be a lot pickier and choosier with that. It's like, eh, this job's five grand. We don't have the time to put in our schedule. We could just bump that to like another landscaper in the area to help them out. We could be like, hey, you know, we don't have time for this in our schedule. We don't really want to do this. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Hand it off to somebody else. Pick and choose. Absolutely. You actually have a summit coming up. Do you mind talking about that? Yeah. So in uh, November on uh I always, I'm going to screw up the date here. So let me, let me pull up the calendar on. Yeah. It's on Thursday, November 19th. We're doing the first annual landscapers, modern sales and marketing summit. This is going to be a full day virtual event. 
and it's going to be highly interactive. We're going to actually mail people a workbook um, with that we're going to coach them through where we're going to go through the hell yes customer. We're going to go through your, your sales process. And I'm actually going to send people a do-it-yourself video kit. I actually was just using this a minute ago um, where I've been making videos on my iPhone with some basic microphone equipment for, for the last 10 years. And I'm going to help landscaper. I'm going to send them this kit and help them make a video that they send to their clients before that first meeting. So they understand the, the timeline, the budget range, what to expect, and that can save people a lot of money. So that summit is, um, it is a paid event. We're, we're taking on a limited number of guests because there's also going to be a live mastermind. And so we want it to be hands-on and personal. We do have a, a promo code for audiences of the Million Dollar Landscaper. If you go to landscapersummit.com and use the promo code MILLION, you can't save a million dollars, but you can save $100. <laughs> so, so everyone, again, for you, for your listening, it's landscapersummit.com and the promo code is million and you can save a hundred bucks. We'll link that up in the yeah. show notes so everybody can get it. So uh, I think no, it looks fun. I just watched the YouTube video for it today. So yeah, yeah it no, looks I'm good. Excited to see that. And Thank you. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you're sending the equipment out and you're giving the whole workbook so they can go through step-by-step. Step. Like I don't really Who doesn't want to get stuff in the mail. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, this year, I think we've all um, had more Zoom meetings than we'd like to have in a lifetime. <laughs> right. And so what I don't want to do is another boring webinar. Um, and, you know, it's going to be very interactive. It's going to, you're going to get a print workbook. I mean, who doesn't, yeah, we're, we're going to send you beef jerky, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be very interactive. So you're going to fill stuff out and actually get some work done. Nice. So that way you can... Um, you know, if you're a CEO of a company and you have marketing people, or you have that person answering your phone who doesn't understand what to do, I'm going to help you create the, like a one sheet that you can give to the front desk person. That's like, Hey, this is what we do. You should say no to these projects. Really simple. One page can save you a lot of profit from, you know, going out and meeting with people who aren't going to be a fit. So yeah, check it out. Landscapersummit.com. Yeah, we'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, well, Jack, we appreciate you taking the time to come on here today. We have a couple of fun questions for you. You mind answering those? Let's do it. Okay. Huh. What is your favorite thing that you've bought this year? What's the favorite thing that I've bought? Yeah. Anything good? Um, you know, so so it. I think it's this Garmin watch. I got a. I got a Garmin. Hmm. Um. I think it's a Phoenix five okay. and you know, when, when COVID started, I actually, so we actually went fully remote. My company has been around for 11 years. I have about 10 employees. They're all throughout the country. And I had a really big expensive office for a while. We closed it last September, went remote. And I found myself just on the computer all the time. And I wanted to get a Garmin watch to start tracking, walking and running. Mm -hmm. And that led me to like, well, this is easy. Like, it kind of propelled me to start hiking and weightlifting and all these things. So nice. I, I wasn't expecting to just change my lifestyle so much after getting this watch, but just seeing those metrics um, and how much I'm sleeping mm -hmm. is another metric that I look at. So that was, that's probably my favorite thing that I've bought this year. 
No, that's fun. I get it because I wear an Apple Watch for the same thing. Like if I don't have it on and I walk the dog, I'm like, this doesn't even count. It's not even counting my <laughs> it steps. Count. Why am I doing this? So no, right. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> yep, I like it. Uh, ooh, have you ever had a weird Uber experience? Um, I've never even been in an Uber, so I feel kind of not cool you know, right now. So, so I can't say that I had a weird Uber experience, but one time when I was like 15, I snuck down to Chicago on the yeah. L with some Ooh. of my friends yeah. and, uh, and we were out late and we were like, it was really late. And I remember we, we got in a taxi and there was this guy, I don't know what language he was speaking, but he was on, he had this headset on okay. and he was like, argue, he was like shouting, arguing with someone <laughs> while he was driving the car. And like had all of these like gadgets and things and it was it was just terrifying. So that that's probably the best the closest thing to a strange Uber ride. Yeah. Nice. Well that pre-Uber. Yeah. I don't know how long Uber's been around, but yeah. Uh yeah. okay. Yeah, this was this was a long time Back ago. in the day. <laughs> okay, last one. You have a hundred thousand to donate or create a charity. What do you do? You know, I've I've been um I've been thinking about this lately and I would probably donate it somewhere in my hometown or not my hometown. Yeah. The hometown, my hometown of lions. Okay. There's a, you know, because I, I think that I've, I've just seen this, uh, the, the town of lions and there's a, the lions emergency, uh, fund and they, they just get money to people who need it really quickly. And so I think that, you know, keeping the money, local sometimes just keeps it going faster to people who need it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, I had, I had thought about, and may, maybe I'll come up with some sort of national thing at some point, but I, I've just in general have found that, I don't know, that keep keeping it local helps, helps, uh, you know, help, help, help your local community. If everyone, if everyone did that, we'd all be fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I like it a lot. Cause, uh, well, like Scott was a volunteer fireman before he, um, was a full-time fireman. I, um, volunteer a lot in our church, just playing music and stuff like that. So we try to do a lot. Yeah. Locally. What, as what well. instrument do you play? Oh, the mountain dulcimer and handbells. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know oh, you're, I you're a big country fan right oh okay yeah I'm, i love country music and bluegrass i play mandolin I oh really oh, if we were only yeah. closer we could use a mandolin player in our we have a little group that plays we've got a couple dulcimers um some ukuleles and one girl plays a guitar we've got a fiddle player so wow is there anything you want to add today one other thing for for everyone who's listening is to check out my podcast the landscaper's oh, yeah. guide to modern sales and marketing and we actually have a, an episode and a worksheet that you can download with it. Um, if you go to ramblinjackson.com slash hell yes, it's the hell yes customer worksheet. And nice. um, even if you're just starting out or you're really advanced or wherever you are, I think again, clarifying what do you want? And this can change um, this year because of COVID. It could, it could change. Right. You might have a change in supply. Um, you could have a change in your staff. I think that going through this exercise at least every year can really help you stay on target with what, what you want next. So check that out at ramblinjackson.com slash hell yes. Okay. All right. We'll do. Right. Thanks so much for being on with us today. <laughs> hey, my, my pleasure. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.